Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, November 1st, and we have completed week 43 of 2021. As a reminder, every month we release a report that gives you insight into the state of the travel industry. The report is not an opinion piece, but is stated on only the facts through numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation, ARC. We look at their data and we provide the analysis to you in a simple and easily understandable manner. You can access this by visiting businesstravel360.com report. Now, let's get to the headlines. President Joe Biden has outlined new rules for foreign travelers entering the country when its borders reopen on November 8th, providing clarity on what will be needed for international travel. The plan moves away from the previous U.S. ban on flights from most foreign countries, which was implemented by the former President Donald Trump in March 2020 and extended by Biden when he took office in January this year. In a proclamation signed by Biden on Monday, the U.S. will implement a system that requires most incoming visitors to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Airlines operating flights into the country will be required to check the passenger's vaccination status before they can board the plane. They will also have to keep personal information for contact tracing on file for 30 days so health officials can follow up with anyone who might have been exposed to the virus. The rules for international travel for Americans are also changing. The White House has announced stricter rules for inbound international travelers and citizens. The rule changes cuts the testing time from three days to one day for U.S. citizens who are unvaccinated and returning from an international trip. Those who are vaccinated will also continue to need to supply a negative test, but their timeline remains at 72 hours prior to travel. American Airlines has canceled over 2,200 flights since Friday, and there seems to be no end in sight for the operational issues. There have been many cancellations from American Airlines in the course of the last four days. On Friday, October 29th, American canceled 350 flights. On Saturday, October 30th, it canceled over 500 flights. On Sunday, October 31st, American canceled over 1,000 flights. For context, around the number of flights that were canceled on Sunday, 36% of it represented American's Airlines schedule for the day. Southwest Airlines has launched a rapid rewards business program in which companies can earn travel rewards for business travel with the airline. In the program, businesses traveling with Southwest earn three rapid rewards business points for each dollar spent on business select fares, two points per dollar for anytime fares, and one point per dollar on Southwest's want to getaway fares, for which they can use on future company travel. Business travelers can continue to earn the usual points in their personal rapid reward accounts as well. Travelers must link their Rapid Rewards account with their employer's corporate identification number in order to earn the points, and travel must be booked either through the direct channel, including the Swabiz booking tool, or Southwest's API Direct Connect technology through the GDS. American Airlines is simplifying the requirements for reaching elite tiers on its Advantage Loyalty Program, now having a single set of points needed for each tier. Starting next year, status with American Airlines will be based solely on the new loyalty points, each the equivalent of one Advantage mile, which travelers can earn by flying American Airlines and its partners from purchases made with an Advantage credit card. Members reach gold status at 30,000 points, platinum at 75,000 points, platinum pro at 125,000 points, and the executive platinum status at 200,000 points. Loyalty points can now be earned not only through flights, but also through credit cards and shopping partners. Twenty twenty one will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. 
German mobility provider Flix Mobility, which runs Europe's Flix bus and Flix train services, has acquired Greyhound Lines, the largest provider of long-distance bus service in the U.S. Flix Mobility bought Greyhound from British firm First Group for $172 million, with $140 million paid initially and $32 million to be paid in installments over 18 months. The sale includes Greyhound's vehicle fleet, trademark, and certain other assets and liabilities, according to a financial release. The Flix bus global network serves more than 2,500 destinations in 36 countries outside of the U.S., while Greyhound currently operates over 2,400 destinations across North America and serves nearly 16 million passengers a year. Lufthansa and EasyJet have received a backing of an EU court to acquire the assets of the failed airline Air Berlin. Lufthansa was given permission in 2017 to buy Air Berlin's subsidiaries LG Walter in return for giving up some of its slots at Dusseldorf Airport. In the same year, EasyJet was given clearance to go ahead with a 40 million euro deal, which included some of Air Berlin's operations at Berlin Airport. Global Travel Management has acquired the client base of Buckinghamshire's based flight line travel management. Global Travel Management ranks 44th in UK's leading TMCs this year, said that the deal will enable it to offer continuity of service to flight line's clients. Both are members of UK's Focus Travel Partnership, which largely specializes in serving small and medium-sized businesses. Grupo Posadas, the leading hotel operator in Mexico, this week officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in U.S. court, another step of its plan to financially secure itself out of the COVID-19 pandemic. The group, which owns, leases, franchises, and manages 185 hotels, Posadas operates brands such as Live Aqua Beach Resort, Grand Fiesta Americana, along with a bunch of other brands. In a statement, the CEO has said that the move was part of an ongoing effort to maximize the financial flexibility and best manage the COVID-19-related challenges affecting the entire hospitality industry globally. And now in news relating to the return to travel. Marriott Hotels has unveiled changes to its loyalty program, Marriott Bonvoy for 2022. The loyalty program is extending members' 2021 elite status through February 2023. This applies to all members whether their status was earned in 2020 or earned in 2019 and extended for this year. Additionally, it is pausing the expiration of points until December 31st, 2022, and points will only expire at this time if the account has been inactive for at least 24 months. IHG Rewards will automatically be extending all its members' elite status through February 2023, which represents a 12-month extension. This applies to all active Gold, Platinum, Spire Elite members. Prior to this, IHG had announced a reduction in elite status requirements for 2021, but not an outright status extension. Canada has dropped its non-essential foreign travel advisory on October 21, 2021 for air, road, and leisure travel. However, Canadian officials still discourage international cruise travel. This stance copies the CDC International Travel Guideline that recommends U.S. citizens to delay international travel until being fully vaccinated. Several factors contribute to this policy move. Vaccination rates are increasing across Canada. Case counts are decreasing in most provinces and cities. Government officials are developing long-term health protocols. Approximately 82% of the population 12 years and older are fully vaccinated. United Airlines has announced a start of a new shuttle service between Newark Liberty and National Airports beginning October 31st. The service will operate nearly hourly between Newark and Washington Reagan Airport seven days a week with 18 flights between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Together with the five daily flights between Newark and Dallas, United will operate about 32 flights each day between New York City area and D.C. airports. 
And now in some technology news. In a major move for Tesla, the rental car company Hertz has announced that it has ordered 100,000 Teslas. The rental car company's $4.2 billion order represents the single largest EV purchase to date, according to Bloomberg. Tesla Model 3 cars will start becoming part of the Hertz airport service and other rental locations next month, and the cars will continue to roll out across U.S. and European locations through the end of 2022. Hertz also announced today that customers who rent a Model 3 before February 1, 2022, who use the Tesla charging network, will get free charging privileges. In addition to that, Hertz is teaming up with seven-time Super Bowl champion and entrepreneur Tom Brady to showcase how it is making EV car rentals fast, seamless, and more accessible. Electric vehicles are now mainstream, and we've only just begun to see a rise in global demand and interest, according to Hertz interim CEO Mark Fields. The new Hertz is going to lead the way as a mobility company starting with the largest EV rental fleet in North America and a commitment to grow our EV fleet and provide the best rental and recharging experience for leisure and business travelers around the world. You can check out the commercial featuring Tom Brady on our website at businesstravel360.com slash fun. And for those who can't get enough, there's an additional link for a B-roll video, which is a great watch. As an extension to this news, Hertz and Uber also announced a partnership to supply 50,000 Teslas by 2023 for Uber drivers to rent when using the Uber network. Starting November 1st, drivers can rent Teslas from Hertz through this program in LA, San Francisco, San Diego, and Washington, D.C. A nationwide expansion planned for the coming weeks, if successful, the program could expand to 150,000 Teslas over the next three years. AirAsia Group has partnered with more than 20 airlines as it builds up its super app into an online travel agency that also sells flights by competitors. The airlines which joined AirAsia's super app as partners include Air Canada, Air France, Bamboo Airways, Fly Dubai, KLM, Qatar, and Philippine Airlines. AirAsia said that the app has more than 700 airline partners and can reach over 3,000 destinations. It partnered with Kiwi.com in 2019, a travel tech firm that allows users to build itineraries to combine flights and ground transportation for more than 800 airlines. The new partnership comes as international travel gradually reopens after more than a year slump due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Event management company Bizaboo has acquired TVID, a solution for creating, producing, broadcasting virtual in-person hybrid events, according to the company. Financial terms of the deal were undisclosed. The acquisition allows the company to introduce a new video production suite for customers that will enable them to create an immersive experience for attendees and presenters that blends content and video in a seamless TV-like experience. TBID is Bizaboo's third acquisition in five months, following X.ai and Whalebone. TBID developers and co-founders are joining Bizaboo, according to the company. And now in some space news. The development for space tourism may be in its beginning stages, but insurance startup Battleface is looking to stay ahead of the curve for what it claims to be the market's first civilian space travel flight insurance program. Launched early this year, Battleface space insurance policy is highly customizable, offering many of the same protections typically covered by more traditional travel insurance plans, including trip cancellations and interruption benefits. For example, you may have to travel to Texas to get your space launch, according to the CEO, so standard travel insurance is still an important part of your journey from the time you leave home to the time you come back. The policy is also far more costly due to the high expense and risk associated with space travel. The CEO added that Battleface's space insurance program, which is underwritten by Lloyds of London, remains a work in progress. 
Blue Origin and Sierra Space announced a plan for what's called a orbital reef, a commercially developed, owned, and operated space station to be built in low Earth orbit. The station will open the next chapter of human space exploration and development by facilitating the growth of a vibrant ecosystem and business model of the future. Orbital Reef is backed by space industry leaders and teammates, including Boeing, Redwire Space, Genesis Engineering Solutions, and Arizona State University. Orbital Reef is operated as a mixed-use business park and space. Shared infrastructure efficiently supports the proprietary needs of diverse tenants and visitors. It creates a human-centered space architecture with world-class services and amenities that is inspiring, practical, and safe. The open system architecture allows any customer or nation to link up and scale to support demand, modular berths, vehicle ports, utilities, and amenities all increase as the market grows. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.